You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, before the break, we talked about uh, the question Mike Vrabel was asked at Titans training camp. How many five-year-olds would it take to tackle Derrick Henry? And then we pontificated between the three of us um, how many five-year-olds would it take t- uh, to tackle one of us in the 10-yard space. Got a texter. Please attach your name and location. Uh, quote, my nine-year-old, uh, my nine-month-old could take you powder puffs out by himself. <laughs> I disagree, sir or madam. Oh, brother, I would whip your nine-month-old around like stinks. nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. I could just see George spinning it like a sling into the stone by its ankle. Throwing it like that, throwing it like a hammer throw. Yeah, like it's a hammer throw. Yeah. Weaponizing this nine-month-old. That got dark. That got dark. I'm imagining it to be like a doll. You know how when they do that in movies? All right, all right. Okay, okay, it's fine. Let's move on. All right. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, um, Impossible Flames Trivia, your chance to win a $50 gift card from VK Bruco and some swag. And I believe intern Ben is going to have a Women's World Cup update for us. Yes, I will. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, How long is it, Ben? It's about like a minute. Okay, that's perfect. That's right in the wheelhouse. I was Uh, hoping for like 12 or 13, but that's fine. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Fantasy football is in the wheelhouse of a lot of our listeners because, hey, we're a sports radio station. To talk about, um, to really start getting you thinking about your draft, um, Jeff Erickson, Rotowire Senior Editor, host on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jeff, it's been a while. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Um, Jeff, are you just surprised how much the running back position, not only in the NFL as a whole, uh, when it comes to contracts and paying running backs, but even in the fantasy world has degraded over the last, I don't know, year to six months? Uh, in the fantasy world, it's been a process that's been happening probably for the last three or four years even. Uh, we, we see multiple backfields that have the running backs, uh, that, that have committee running backs, I think the Todd Gurley situation a few years ago was the kind of like the canary in the coal mine. You know, the guy was 1.1 for us maybe five years ago out of the league. He devolved so quickly that it's you look at what happened with his career, and that was kind of a eureka moment for a lot of owners, for a lot of front offices. And maybe it was even happening before that. Uh, you know, obviously the Lev Bell situation is the one people want to point to. At least Lev Bell got paid. Uh, but if you look at uh, what happened uh, with a lot of these other uh, teams, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's happening. And, in, and with fantasy football, it's kind of cyclical. So you see one year where last year, for instance, we saw probably nine running backs go in the first round, maybe eight. Uh, this year, it's probably about four in the first round. Yeah, Sean Alexander is the name that comes to my mind. Um, That's a good one. Jeff, the guy was like an incredible running back, uh, was the MVP in 2005. Then essentially like two years later, he's completely out of the league. It's just incredible yep. how fast uh, things come at you in the National Football League. Uh, taking a uh, running back is usually a strategy a lot of people uh, have for their drafts. Pick them one, pick them two. Does that just depend on the format you're playing, uh, whether or not, or this year's even in standard scoring, not PPR, if you can get your hands on Justin Jefferson, by all means, go and grab him. Jefferson's been pretty much the consensus 1.1 this year. 
Uh, and Jamar Chase has frequently been the 1.2 uh, with some variation here and there. Uh, this is where format does change things a little bit there, because if you're playing in a super flex league, then the top quarterbacks are going to go. Uh, if you have a tight end boosted scoring league, then Travis Kelsey could be the legitimate 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, but in your normal PPR leagues or even standard leagues, I'd say Justin Jefferson usually is the 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, but, you know, I, I would, and I, I think that's in part because there's not one dominant bat. Christian McCaffrey is amazing, but every other year he's been getting hurt. Austin Eckler, there's, you know, some contract acrimony going on with the Chargers, in addition to him uh, being someone that might be limited a little bit with a different offense, a different offensive coordinator this year. Uh, and then you've got B. John Robinson, who is, you know, an ultimate wild card here. Uh, a running back, first-round pick for his, his team. That's also someone that is in an offense with Arthur Smith that loves to run the ball a lot and has a great run back blocking line. Some people have tried to make the case for him to be the 1.1. Others won't even take him in the first round. How many running backs are you looking at to be kind of in that first couple rounds, that top 20, if you will? Top 20? So uh, I would say in the top 20, uh, it'd probably be about seven or eight. I mean, uh, let's, let's enumerate. Let's go uh, McCaffrey, Eckler, for sure, Bijan Robinson, Barkley. Uh, I think you can safely put those guys there. Jonathan Taylor is not the, not anybody's definition of safe these days. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb, I would definitely put in there. Um, mm. So I think we're at, we're at six. Derek Henry would be seven, and mm-hmm. Tony Pollard would be the wild card there. Yeah. So you could go up to eight. Now, that's a number that has changed over the years. Where should the emphasis be if you're going out and you're drafting? Like It really does feel like one of those years that if you can go out, you can get someone to catch the ball even quicker – that might be the place to go and, and maybe just load up on receivers and try and acquire running backs as the season goes on. Right. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of different strategies. Uh, and we spent like a whole po- podcast trying to break down some of the different running back strategies. Some people still like going robust running backs where they'll get three out of the first five picks as running backs. Other people like to do uh, 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 something called uh, like extreme version of the other direction called zero running back. And they won't even take a running back to the fifth or sixth or even seventh round. Um, finally, I like one called hero where you take one, uh, if you get one in the first two rounds and then you don't take one until like round six or seven, you build mm-hmm. from other positions. I kind of like that where you start with your base because the, you know, the, the running backs that are like at, like at positions running back, like, you know, I'd say running back 15 through 30, you can find some fun guys and get, get volume there. Uh, but you know, look at some of the guys after, like after those top eight and look at all the question marks surrounding them. Brees Hall. Uh, coming back from a torn ACL, Kenneth Walker had a team, you know, they had his team drafted another running back in the second round in Zach Charbonnet. Aaron Jones no longer has Aaron Rodgers, still has A.J. Dillon there. You know, what's his usage going to be like? Where is Dalvin Cook going to land? Is it going to be the Jets? Is that further, you know, cut into Brees Hall's value? You can find a question mark with all these guys. So why spend a premium pick on them? Once you get past kind of those first eight to ten guys, what are you looking for? Are you looking at offensive lines? As you are you looking at coaching systems? Are you looking at just the running backs straight up and not really bringing in other factors? Do you look at arenas and turf and schedule that type of thing? How do you like to decide who you're going to go after once you get past that first tier? I think we're forced to consider them all, but I'll say one underlying factor is I'd like for them to be able to catch some passes. Uh, especially in a PPR league. I think it's a good way to get some cheap points, a uh, good way to kind of have a little bit of a base. So someone like Rashad White on the Bucks is someone that I, I find myself rostering quite often. Comes cheaply enough at running back 24. 
around, usually around pick 70 or so. Uh, and you know that the Bucks are going to be trailing a lot. They're going to be throwing the ball. He's going to get a lot of touches. Alexander Madison, we think he's going to get a lot of touches. Of course, he left. He kind of set out towards the end of the practice yesterday. We'll watch that situation a little carefully. Jarek McKinnon, he was a top 15 back the last four weeks of the regular season, even getting fewer snaps than his teammate Isaiah Pacheco, and he is cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, Antonio Gibson on the on the uh, Guardians is, an, I mean, the Commanders. Excuse me, I got to get my. Uh, Re- rename teams straight here. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's another guy that uh, has a pass-catching floor. New uh, offensive coordinator this year in Eric Bieniemy. Uh Another team that uh, will probably throw him the ball a lot. The problem is he's not going to get the goal line carries. They're going to tear our hair out a little bit. There is still uh, Riverboat Ron. Uh, it seems sometimes he's Tugboat Ron at times in terms of his real daringness. But, uh, you know, it's... It, it, uh, you know, but there's 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 an upside there that you can get pretty late. Jeff Erickson, RotoWire senior editor, host on Series XM Fantasy Sports Radio, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Park guest hotline, Big Show Russick and Rose, nine sixty the fan. Um, Jeff, I don't know why I I really don't want a part of Bijan Robinson. I get it. I get the pedigree. I get the draft. I get a great situation there in Atlanta, but. I'm a little nervous drafting a rookie running back that high. Are you staying away or are you rolling the dice? Well, I think I, I would take him if he goes in that uh, mid to late first round, if that's where I'm positioned in the draft. I think I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with him there. I, I, he checks all the boxes. Uh, you know, he, rookie running backs. I mean, that running backs are the one position where rookies don't aren't really too disadvantaged. Uh, I mean, the only thing I think that could possibly hold him back is if he really fails at pass pro. Um, if you know he, he, he's ha- pick, trouble picking up the offense, picking up blitz p- packages. But I I think. You know, the fact that he's such a prolific pass catcher as well as such a great runner, uh, he, he's drawn comparisons to, you know, Adrian Peterson, which I think is unfair. But, I mean, it's that type of, like, this is a universally highly touted running back, and you know a team that's going to run the ball a lot. Uh, you know he's going to get his touches. Uh, and, you know, on a team that really run blocks very well, too. Um, you know, you didn't, you didn't lose out when you drafted Peterson in the first round. You know, I, my favorite example is Edrin James tore it up in the preseason that the year that he was a rookie he was amazing his rookie year um if you're having your draft soon or uh before these guys are signed where should i take dalvin cook or where should i take ezekiel elliott no that that's a great question and cook before elliott in my opinion um zeke was one of the least productive uh, running backs per touch last year if not for his goal line carries, and you can't guarantee that, you know, you don't even know where he's going to sign, let alone uh, whether the new team will use him in that role. Um, I almost think I'd be more optimistic about Leonard Fournette than I would be uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, at this point in time. Cause I think, cause I just don't think Elliott's going to catch a ton of passes. I know he has in the past, but I, I feel like those are got such diminishing returns from him in that respect. He's another cautionary tale why teams aren't paying that second contract, let alone a third. Um, so it, it's kind of scary. I think Cook is the, the interesting wild card there because if he signs with the Jets, does that mean that they think Brees Hall is not going to be ready? Um, is he going right. to, or is this going to be just a timeshare? If he signs with the Dolphins, it's probably another story where he might be the main guy. Although uh, De- Devin Achain is a guy that's really drawn a lot of attention, uh, someone who's who's having a good camp already as a rookie. So that's someone I'd be watching pretty closely. Um, I, I want a piece of J.K. Dobbins this year. Do you want a piece of him, too? Because I think it could be a breakout year if he stays healthy. You know, uh, that, that, that's the hugest caveat in the world, though, right, uh, with Dobbins. And I was all in on him 
early like best ball drafts that I was doing. And then he sat out OTAs and minicamp. Then he's on the uh, pup list already. And, and he's also, he's another one of those guys that's kind of grousing about running back compensation. And I'm sympathetic to him. Let's, let's not be, let's not be mistaken that I think these running backs have a really good argument, but the problem is the collective bargaining agreement is not going away. It's been there for the, it's going to be in place the next seven years, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we all, you know, we always on the outside are like saying like, well, you got to do something about man. what ownership management doesn't feel that way. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but you know, he's, he's still watching practice from the sideline. He's on the pup list. It's an unspecified injury. And we have to, and we know the NFL teams won't give us details unless they have to. Najee Harris last year is a perfect example of that. So I'm right now I'm, I'm a little wary. With the way that we've seen this this league become more of a passing league and kind of move away from the running backs, do you have a preference to doing PPR over standard leagues, and has that changed in the last couple of years? Uh, it's it's in the last yeah I'd say in the last ten years even um, it's now PPR is the at least half point PPR if not a full point PPR is the way almost every league does it. I actually kind of like it. I like boosted scoring. I like seeing more ways to get points. Um, I, I understand there's a little bit of an artificial nature to it there that uh, the JD McKissicks of the world shouldn't be worth more than their starting, their teammates that are starting <laughs> over them. But that's the way of life sometimes. Um, and the thing is, uh, Danny Woodhead used to be that guy. Uh, is another one there who would, you know, he'd catch seven passes for 22 yards. You're like, come on, why is that worth so much? Yeah. Um, but if those are converting for first down, that's better. And, you know, I think one of the th- things you can do to counteract that is also have a half a point for first downs or have a point for half point for carry. Find other ways to kind of make it uh, where, where the other running backs have a little bit more value. What are some of the things that you kind of look for from receivers late in a draft then? Is it kind of like we had talked about earlier, teams that are going to be down so they pass the ball a lot, those type of things? Uh, I, I I'd say more that who's just more effective, you know, who's got the more effective quarterbacks who, mm. who, which, yeah, I, I, yeah. Some of that is, yeah. You could look at the teams that are trailing more often. Uh, but I, I'd say organizational philosophy, like you're not going to look at the Tennessee Titans third wide receiver as a place for value because you know, they're so committed to, to running the ball. They're, uh, you know, same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they have two receivers drafted period. Uh, now they have, also Kyle Pitts. They also have Cordero Patterson. They're a unique situation. But point is, you're not looking for, there for value. I think you're looking at system more than anything else. Uh, Jeff, I wanted to ask you, is there, and I don't know what, what's with me in the Baltimore Ravens uh, asking you questions right here, is there an outside chance Lamar Jackson is the number one player in fantasy this year? Oh, I don't even think it's that outside. I mean, I mean, he's done it before. Uh, they have a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin from Georgia, and everybody's thirsting over what he's done. Uh, and what he can do with that, they added, you know, Dave Flowers in the draft uh, in the first round. So they, they're adding more wide receiver talent. Obviously, they signed OBJ. I'm, two, two ACL injuries. I'm probably not in on OBJ, but uh, I, I wish him the best of luck. He was a unique player and I want, want him to be healthy. But uh, they do have lots of you know, options. They got to keep those players healthy. Uh, that, that's the tricky part there. But, yes, uh, the one thing is Lamar's probably going to throw more and run less. Uh, at least that's the goal. They always say that. Um, that 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 actually, it's better for him staying healthy, but worse for his fantasy value. Okay, Jeff. Uh, w- there's a lot of people. We've seen it in everyone's draft, especially guys who are newer to fantasy football. If one quarterback gets taken, then it's a run on quarterbacks. When should you aim to take a quarterback? Obviously, there's the big names 
out there, uh, the Josh Allens of the world, right there, you can take right near the top of the list. When should you take your quarterback, if it's a PPR, if it's a standard, should you wait and go um, fill up your running back position, fill up your wide receiver position? Give our listeners, especially who are kind of still new to fantasy, and even guys who have been doing it for years and get caught on taking quarterbacks too early, when is the right time to take a quarterback in a 10- or a 12-team league? So it's a, you know that that answer has changed. Uh, traditionally, waiting on quarterbacks has been a very successful strategy. You if you waited on quarterbacks last year, you probably got burned. Uh, you're like, oh okay, I, I can I can always take Aaron Rodgers late and I'll be just fine. I'll take Kirk Cousins. I'll take uh, you know I'll, I'll take some of these you know Russell Wilson. I'll wait on him and I'll be just fine. Russell Wilson was an unmitigated disaster last year. Meanwhile, the top quarterbacks were a gradation difference. There was a big difference if you had one of the top six. If you had Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, uh, J- Jackson before he got hurt, you had a huge advantage over the field. Um, you know, I think you can graduate Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields into that, so I think there's a solid top eight uh, right now. I'd like to get one of those top eight guys. So, I'm, I'm t- you know, I, I, you know, that's kind of ch- – I'm changing my tune because I've gone as late as, like, I'll, I'll let people even. I'll take like the 14th quarterback taken, and I'll be fine. But I think there's been some separation, and I think that. So I think the answer kind of depends on the pool and where you're comfortable with, uh, and where you, you know you do your research on your quarterbacks and find out that like I don't think there's any upside past quarterback X. Now I, I think if you are going to wait, you want to find a guy that can run a little bit. Daniel Jones, that you know, in the teens, is someone that is someone that can, has that running upside. A lot of people are going to pair Anthony Richardson with the quarterback that they're taking there. If you want to find the scrambling upside, obviously there's a lot, a lot of risk with Anthony Richardson. Sometimes you want to get the year two of a running quarterback like that. We've seen that in previous years. Justin Fields, you know, broke out some last year. Uh, Lamar, for that matter, in year two was a lot better than year one. Mm. Sometimes that's the that's the formula. Where are you at with stacking a quarterback and elite wide receiver? Is that something you want to do in your draft, or that's just too many eggs in one basket? I think it's a nice thing to be able to do, and it's especially good when you're playing in an overall contest. Say if you're playing in the NFFC, in the National Fantasy Football Championship for the FFPC, or you're playing in a best ball contest, especially in a best ball contest. I'd argue in a best ball contest there, it's almost vital to have a, a, a stack, you know, and maybe even a three-player stack. Uh, and in overall, like managed league, where there's still an overall contest, I still think it's a very big plus. Last year's winner, I think, had Kelsey and Mahomes. Harder to get that one to find that to be able to pull that off because they're both going so early. But you can get Allen and uh, Diggs very easily. You can get the Philly guys very easily, and I, I think you can even go three man on the Philly offense there. And that's obviously an offense that you want to be a part of. The only fly in that ointment there is that Philly likes to run the ball so much and does it so well. So that's the kind of the tricky part. But um, yeah, it's it, 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 the correlations between the, the passer and the receiver, whether it's Kelsey or a wide receiver on all the other teams. Um, you know, the Bur- Burrow chase is a fun one, although we're now got to worry about Burrow's calf injury. But uh, you know, that that's it's definitely a positive thing to do. I remember. Way, way long time ago, I, I think I had the original, the, the, the one good uh, year before Megatron with the Lions, where I had Scott Mitchell, I had Herman Moore, and I even had uh, Barry Sanders with it. Usually you don't want to put in the running back there, but Sanders mm-hmm. caught so many passes, it was worth our time. 
Um, Jeff, I wanted to ask you about the tight end position. Obviously, there isn't a, a position still very scarce heading into the season. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, far and away the most elite tight end. Uh, he's obviously a first-round pick. How high should you be taking Travis Kelsey in a PPR, in a standard league? And uh, the second part of my question, I'm going to let somebody else draft Kyle Pitts this year, Jeff, because uh, I've had him the last two years. I'm like, this is it. This is Kyle Pitts' year. I'm going to do He's too much of a physical freak. I'm going to let somebody else have Kyle Pitts the, in, the, in their league except me this year, Jeff. Good strategy. Are you tired of hearing the phrase generational talent? Yeah, I, I yes, get it. I, I understand. Um, um Especially, I, I, and the thing is, he's coming back from an injury. He's got Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. That said, his price is affordable this year. You know, he's at he's. You can get him in the sixth round in a lot of leagues, and if you get him in the sixth round, I think it's fine. But uh, it's first part one of your question, Kelsey, I take him in the first round, uh, especially in a PPR half point PPR league, uh, and middle to the end of the first round, I'd be fine with it there. If I get Andrews at the beginning of the third, I feel pretty good about that. I'm going to avoid the price on Hawkins and Kittle. Mostly, more often than not, Pitts and Goddard. I think I'd make an exception for those uh, the second tier tight ends with Darren Waller. I think he's, his volume is going to be through the mo- through the roof. Uh, lots of positive reports on how he's connecting with Jones and Camp. Plus, I just you look at the, the Giants' wide receivers, and it's hard to pick out one guy that's going to take away a ton of targets. Other than that, though, then I'm waiting a really long time because I like. The difference is there is a gradation difference probably between like Friermuth and Dalton Kincaid, which are like not tight end nine and tight end 16 respectively. But the difference is so, so small that I'd rather find difference makers at other positions and hit the, that area with volume. Like I, I waited one draft. Greg Dolchers was available in the last round and he, I see no difference between him and say like Dalton Schultz. So I, I'll go ahead and wait. Hmm. Uh, Jeff, obviously we've talked about some uh, old-school fantasy football things to do, you know, wait on a quarterback, take two running backs. But there's one thing I think it's uh, tried and true. Don't take a kicker till like, pretty much the end of the end of your draft, right? Don't waste your kicker or anything higher than, what, the 12th, 14th round? Right, right. Um, you know, Justin Tucker is the GOAT, but that doesn't necessarily mean he'll have the greatest fantasy <laughs> scoring. He is easily the best kicker in the league, but that doesn't, and you know, the difference fancy wise is not that stark. I'd say, you know, what, I, I'll go before the last round, but I will not always, you know, and if I don't get Tucker, if I don't get McPherson, then I'm probably just going to wait for the last round. Um, if there was some sort of, you know, uh, intergalactic fantasy football table that you were sitting at, Jeff, that all the great fantasy minds in the world got together, is it time for us to eradicate kickers from fantasy? Is it time for us to do this? You know, I, I have colleagues in my industry that believe that is the case. I am not one of them. It's a scoring really? play. I want to have a part of it. Um, you know, if there's points being put on the board, I, I want to get them. I think I'm just sour because I lost a fantasy championship uh, one year because a kicker had six field goals in one game, Jeff. And I go, this is ridiculous. Oh, Renee Paradis. Yeah. I understand. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things you can do is have negative points for misses. Um, yep. if you want, or you could add bonus points for distance. Make Justin Tucker worth it. Okay, so then defenses, then it's same vein for defenses, right? Because if they score a touchdown, sure. you want the points. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I, you know, I play in some leagues without kickers and defenses, and it can be refreshing, you know, just because it's less to worry about. When you play in 20 leagues, that's one less thing I have to worry about on a week when I'm trying to go through my weekly free agent pickups especially. Um, but, yeah, I still like playing with them. 
Well, hang on, Jeff. Did you see? You just glossed over some. Did you just say twenty leagues? <laughs> hey guys, it's what I do for a living. You know, I well, no, I no, I get it. And, like I said, you're sitting on the intergalactic fantasy table that this fantasy table that I'm thinking right. of. But and okay, have, so how do you manage to play in a hell of a lot more? Do but, you just yeah. own uh, every player? <laughs> no, no. There's clear fades. Um, there's clear targets, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. but there is some variety. Uh, you, you really there. There's some real sickos in my industry, guys. I mean, the, the people that play best ball contests go like hundreds of teams. And, you know, they don't manage them obviously as the best ball format, but they're drafting every day, two or three times a day. Uh, they're doing it in March and April for crying out loud. I mean, you can really. It's a year-round industry now. It is. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing it's how much you can do. Um, so, and the fact that I do multiple sports holds me back from doing that. Probably. Are you setting your alarm uh, every Wednesday, uh, early Wednesday morning for the wafer wire, uh, like three Eastern? Like, how does that work for you? I do it. Well, I'm I'm time zone privileged by being on the West Coast. So I'll do it before I go to bed. Okay. All right. And I'll just, oh, that's incredible. And, and you know I'll. And, you know, they, there's a fab run, and then there's the waiver run at, and then, then you can jump, jump, jump on first come, first serve after that. But, you know, it, it's, it's a managed process there. You know, not all my leagues run that on Tuesday nights, uh, but Yahoo leagues do, obviously, and that's the one, you know, I play on that platform a decent amount. So I'll have, like, five leagues there, and I'll do those. Um, and I'll see what I get, basically. And how much do you, when you're watching football on Sunday, you're like, oh, great play for that guy, but too bad I'm playing against that guy in this league. Like, how often does that yeah. happen to you? Oh, every every week, you know, and of course, of course, that's <laughs> kind of the nature of the beast. But yeah, I'll tell you what, though, guys, I mean, that can happen in your own one league and you've got the receiver and the other guy's got the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that happens. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you kind of, and then, but then the, the real gritty part is when your guy gets down to the one and then someone swoops in for the touchdown. That's always the fun fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so out of your 20 leagues last year, how many championships did you win? Mm, I think six last year, which okay, is a really good, good year. That's a good clip. That, that's really that's a really good clip. Uh, Jeff, where can we get your stuff? Uh, you can check us out at rotowire.com, and we have a free uh, – this cool thing going on right now. Go to rotowire.com slash free. You get a free peek behind the paywall. And not only do you get to look at our draft kit and all of our reactions to the baseball trade deadline while we're at it, but we're going to do something, uh, this organization called Fantasy Cares. Uh, so every time someone signs up for a free trial, we're donating a dollar, a dollar to fantasycares.org. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Scott Fishbowl, but this, this big industry-wide contest, and it's the main charity involved in it there. And they go out and they buy uh, Christmas toys for underprivileged children. Um, we're trying to help contribute to that. And, you know, so you can do good and do well at the same time. Uh, you can check us out, check out our content. Hopefully do well in your drafts. You want to subscribe, but also help out some kids. So rotowire.com slash free. Awesome stuff. Jeff Erickson, Rotowire Senior Editor. He's also a host on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jeff, always a pleasure. Thanks for this. Anytime, guys. Take care. There he is, uh, Jeff Erickson on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for takeout or delivery. Call 403 248 Forty-four, twenty leagues. That's like a significant amount. I was in three, and I thought it was a lot last year. Like it, you have to have like a favorite, right? Like it's when you have like several children. Like you have one that's an obvious favorite. You would never say it aloud to the rest of them, but you have an obvious favorite. I don't think parenting works that way. Really? But I agree with you. But I don't think it works that way. But uh, yeah, you're right. There is just a favorite. Afraid lead. to say it. It's fine. I get it. Um, Can't say certain things. 
Like, I don't love now, all my kids the same. Uh, Patrick, you can get involved in this, too. Yeah. Uh, I know there was talk uh, from a specific member of this radio station that we need to uh, revamp the order and who's in the Sportsnet 960 Fantasy Football League. Yeah. I mean, like, it was kind of just winged together there last second, last like last week of August last year. So it would be definitely like to get uh, I'm pretty sure we had no money renewed. on the line either. Uh, we had, so we had like, the, like the little buy-in here. Uh, obviously, Alex Brody's not around, so he's not in the league. I got to get added um, in on this. GVP's got to yeah. get added. Like, uh, let me what's see the buy-in? Let me see. We didn't have a buy-in last year, so literally zero. Yeah. So. so the winner wins nothing. That was what it was. It was bragging rights, which ended up. How lame is that? I think Art ended up saying like, "I've got something special for the winner," and then Logan won. And like two months later, I was like, "Did Art do anything for you?" And he was like, "No, oh, I never Subway heard anything from it." Yeah. Subway <laughs> gift card. <laughs> Man. Oh boy, um, I uh, I would be interested in the league, but not if it's for free. No, no, no we're I, definitely, I, doing, definitely doing, doing it for free. It was only eight people too, and like like Pat said, what? Like, yeah, it was winged together it, last like, second. It was literally the very last second this thing was put together. Like who's? Uh, this is Brody's team, so that one's gone. Fender uh, Persina in this league. This is Art Factora's team. This is Azam's team. He still works at the station. Okay. Um, what do we have here? Aaron. Yeah, he's gone. He doesn't work here anymore. Me, you, Big Yellow Taxi. Is That's that Sandra. Sandra and then yeah. Logo. Yeah. So this needs a whole revamp. We could probably create a new league. Yeah, I think yeah. we should just delete this thing forever. $1,000 buy-in? Yeah, at, sure. At least. Yeah, sure. At yeah. least. Yeah. Okay. Whole paycheck. Yeah. Then it's going to be interesting. A whole... Three months salary. There you go. Hey, then it gets interesting. Yeah. Hey, you gotta win this thing <laughs> to make your Christmas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Daddy needs to buy some gifts. I yeah. gotta buy a windshield. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I know. I feel so bad about that. It keeps growing. Yeah, I know. Winter I is know. coming. Terrible, <laughs> Those temperatures get lower. That I crack's know. gonna. Yeah, I know because I, I know Derek it. Wills. Derek Wills was interested in that. We should send him an email. We should figure this out. Oh, Derek will oh, just draft all football? dolphins. Yeah, 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 for fantasy football. I know I've been uh, I've been in a league. I think it's our twenty second year coming up, or twenty mm. third. I'm in a league going into its fifteenth. So yeah, I know I know. I've the, been in this length. league so long. They didn't have live scoring in it. Love it. We started this league until the next Facebook. day to see how you did. That's <laughs> CFL fantasy. <laughs> That's By the way, I need your roster for this week, George. Yeah, I got to look. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Then look. The Gosh, elks are on by, and only one elk is uh, is employed by yeah, any team. Oh, my team's loaded this week. My man Boris Beatty in my Argos defense is a was a wagon. You have some tough choices to make. How are you going to get Kenny the King Lawler into your lineup when you have Austin Mack, Dominique Grimes, Tim White, and Devontae Williams? Jeez. Unbelievable. Again, these are champagne problems yeah, I have dude. right now. Unbelievable. I have too much money in my bank account. Yeah. I have too many Victoria's Secret models texting me. Mm, these yeah. are champagne problems I have yeah. right now. The rough. It's rough being George. Like, yeah, I have a lot. Toronto George of, is I my have, team name. I have a lot of sympathy for George. A yeah. Lot. Okay. Uh, how about we play Impossible Flames trivia next? Yeah. Yeah. All Your right. chance to win a fifty dollars gift card to VK Bruco and some swag. This is how it works. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you have to figure out the connection between the three of them. Usually, it's impossible because it's called Impossible Flames Trivia, and it's something that cooks up in my stupid little head. We'll do that next. And intern Ben with a Women's World Cup of Soccer update. That's right. 
Yeah, that you're damn right, Ben. <laughs> we'll do that next. It's the big show. Russing and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The Rogers Jays Care Celebrity Golf Classic is coming to Calgary on Thursday, August 3rd at the Winston Golf Club. This annual golf tournament will include Blue Jays alumni and other local Calgary sports celebrities in support of Challenger Baseball. Challenger Baseball was specifically designed to empower children, youth, and adults living with physical and or cognitive disabilities. For more information to donate or to donate, please visit jayscare.ca. All right, uh, we'll wrap up the show, uh, well, at least our portion of the show, with uh, Intern Ben's Women's World Cup of Soccer update. Canada's out. But the tournament still goes on, and Maddie Rose is dying to find out what happened last night. Two massive nations are not going to the knockout stage. Like, did Jamaica like, move are they on? Physically Jamaica, big or... Jamaica and South oh. Africa are both moving on to the round of 16, while Italy and hey, Brazil. Hey, What? Hey, hey Patrick, what? why don't you steal all the thunder Sorry. from Ben's update? Sorry. Hey? Ben, were you going to say hey, that? Ben. Re- hey, Ben. Write ben, why don't you get married and then Patrick can propose on on your wedding day oh. so we oh. can steal your thunder too? Yeah, I'd love to see oh, that happen. Brother, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah. No, no, really that. forcing that one in today. Hey, that's twice GVP in less than an hour. Patrick stealing the thunder, Dumas. <laughs> we gotta get this trivia here. No, that's good. <laughs> All right, we will. Okay, wait, it's impossible. Flames trivia, time. but who won? Come on, at the well, World Cup. Well, ben will let you know. That'll let you know. Oh, I guess. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Hit it, GVP. Get your thinking cap ready because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia question. It's simple, man. Yeah, it's real simple. Or woman. I give you three current or former members of your Calgary Flames, and you got to find out the connection that floated around my big stupid head. It is a big noggin. That's simple. It is a big noggin. Noggin. It's not. It's not Barry Bonds in his thirties noggin, but, but it's close. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Brent Cron big. No, no. But that thing has an orbit, so that's. That's tough to do. It has its own moon. Yeah. So uh, this is how it works. Give you those three names, and uh, if you get it right, after I give you some hints, um, you'll win a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some uh, sweet swag for them. Some sweet swag. Sweet, super sweet. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm born ready, baby. Let's go. Uh, Throw another log uh, on, you know? Steal... uh, (laughs) Steal the Thunder, uh, Patrick Dumas has the answer, and he's working the text line. Did yep. you share the answer with intern Ben? The I, I did not share it with Ben. I can. But you shared it with GVP? No, I didn't share it with GVP. I'm or are you just going to man te- the text line I'll yourself? Man, I got man the text. I got, okay, I, I got stuff to I do. They're, they're you. fun. <laughs> you know you're my I boy. I mean, if GVP, I'll you. send him over the, low, the, the, the answer, and yeah, I'll forward it to him. And Ben. Okay. Spread the wealth, Patrick. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Uh, 
Are we ready yeah. for the first name? Uh, Josh Juris. Ooh. Josh Juris uh, oh, was what born a on pull. July 14th, 1990. <laughs> Union College, Josh Juris? He is Juris? a Canadian... Yeah, and is a Canadian professional ice hockey center currently playing for Geneve Sivret HC of the National League. An undrafted player, Juris signed with the Calgary Flames in 2013 after playing three seasons of college hockey for the Union College Dutchman. Oh yeah, Juris's father, Mark, <laughs> was a longtime hockey player whose career included several years in the American Hockey League and in Europe. Juris was housemates. With Johnny Goudreau while in Calgary. Interesting, mm, eh? Yeah, very. Yeah, for sure. I can't believe they didn't give him the bag. Paul Byron. Paul, yep. Paul Byron. Lord Paul Byron. Byron. James Paul Byron was born on April 27, 1989. He's a Canadian professional ice hockey left winger who is currently a unrestricted free agent. Byron was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the sixth round, 179th overall of the 2007 NHL entry draft, and made his NHL debut with the B-Low in 2011 before a trade sent him to the Calgary Flames. Byron and his wife Sarah LeBond, LeBlonde have a daughter and a son together. All right. Daughter and a son together. Hmm. And the last one, Andrew Majapani. Okay. Andrew Majapani was born on April 4th, 1996, and is a Canadian professional ice hockey left winger for the Calgary Flames of the NHL. He previously played for the Barry Colts of the Ontario Hockey League and was selected by the Flames in the sixth round, 166th overall of the 2015 NHL entry draft. Majapani is of Italian descent from his father and Scottish from his mother. Okay. Wow, the more you know. Josh Juris... Paul Byron, Andrew Majapani all have something in common. 960, 960, name and location. You have to give your name and location to win. Uh, they, your guess, Matty Rose. They've all won medals in Switzerland. Ooh. <laughs> like, how did you get the answer on the first try this year, this time? Did. No, I'm just kidding. With you. That's not the answer. No, I was just, I was just You should have seen my face. I was stunned. He's like, oh, what? Uh, what? What did I do? I, I didn't mean to ruin it. Uh, I broke the game. Uh, World Cup update, quick! Let's <laughs> <laughs> gotta get out of here. Uh, I like this one. They all take less vacation than George. That's probably not true. Um, we're, off, <laughs> we're off Monday. Yeah, we're off Are Monday. We? we are. Civic holiday. There's a day Whoa, off. Long weekend. Oh, excellent. And I think I'm off the Friday after that, yeah. too. Yeah. Or the Monday. One of those. Anyways. Short weeks. Let's yeah, go. We love it. Um, Bingo. They're all under six one. <laughs> Ooh. Josh okay. Juris had a pretty good um, first year with the Flames. Yeah, but is he under six one? Uh, they're all too small to go He's on most rides on. of the Stampede. <laughs> I like that one. They're too small to go on most rides of the Stampede? I don't know about that. I like that, that one. I don't know. You've got to be uh, under like be four from Ontario. Pretty tall. I don't know. Mitch from Airdrie. Uh, um, Andrew on Deerfoot, they're all under six feet tall. Keep them coming in. Nine sixty nine. Yeah, Josh Duris is taller name. though. Well, Adam, Adam and Cranston, he's he, they all went to arbitration against Brad for living. Oh, oh, oh! Ooh, tis the season. Guess. Oh yeah, it's all about law and order and arbitration cases. You ready for the first hint? Yes, yeah, I, I'm dying for it. Please, uh, let's connect. The mind, body, and spirit with the structures of the physical world. 
What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> They're all Sagittarius. Let's I don't know what is, what is that. Mind, what do I do with that? And spirit with the structures of the physical world. They've all been to Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. Uh, all of Andrew their chakras Marjapani, are aligned. <laughs> Paul Byron and Josh Juris all have something in common. As we play Impossible Flames trivia. For your chance to win a fifty dollars gift card to VK Bruco, both of them and have tried for them too. All of them have tried to sell sets of crystals to their teammates before. <laughs> uh, John and Cochran, they're all five foot three. Are you even hearing mine? Uh, Dustin <laughs> and Calgary, they're all yoga enthusiasts. Uh, Matt and Cochran, they're all going through male pattern baldness. That's not nice. Uh, they all <laughs> believe in hockey, pokey, space wizards. Maybe pokey. <laughs> What? Hockey uh, pokey space wizard? What is that? Mates. I don't know. You just, I, think, you meant, you just, I think you meant to say hokey pokey. Oh. <laughs> I just that? read the text like I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I just read the text like I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm like, that's the problem with me Ron sometimes, Burgundy? too. <laughs> yeah, I'm very uh, They all led too. the flames. They all, lead the, they all led the flames in shorthanded goals for a year. That's a great answer. Incorrect. But that's a great answer. Yeah, uh, Manjipa- Rain Airdrie, has Manjipani fi- done that before? He kills penalties. But uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I want another hint, George. You want another one? I would love one. Hit number two. The Rolling Stones saying, you can't always get what you want. Hmm. Could you get the what Rolling you Stones saying, you can't always get what you want. Oh, yeah. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Impossible Flames trivia. Andrew Mangiapane, Josh Juris, Paul Byron. And my favorite part of this game is when some people get angry at us on the text line. Oh yeah, this, this is dumb. It's too hard this and stupid. I want it to be easier. <laughs> they were all injured on Father's Day. Wow! <laughs> I love guesses like that. I love that. these guesses. Like you get I it. I do love those Thank guesses because that's get it. that's what we're talking about. Unbelievable! Great stuff. <laughs> Uh, um, Lindsay and Calgary, uh, they're all the smallest player on their junior teams. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, we have a winner. Then I'm going to make my guess. What are you talking about? Where? Where? Uh, Who? A- a- look at Adam and Cranston. That's not right. Is it? No. Is- what? I sent you the answer. That is the answer. No, but not the specific answer oh, I'm looking for. Okay. Mom and dad are fighting again. You need to be Read here, the man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. Is it that they all lost arbitration cases to the Flames? Uh, oh, we're getting close. Uh, let me give you hit number three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost mediation, conciliation, interceding, peacemaking, and peace building. What? Too many syllables in all those words. <laughs> what is that? That was just like you spat up a half a dictionary. Do that again. What was that? It's almost mediation, conciliation, interceding, peacemaking, and peace building. What What is that? That's garbage. The one reason I didn't get my diploma is because I didn't do essay writing, and I feel like all those words would have come up. (laughs) Uh, 960-960, name and location. Uh, They're all lactose intolerant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they get grumbly uh, and tummies. I'm not going to read the next part Brayden and Airdrie well you say you're Ron Burgundy 
because we're not in San Diego. <laughs> Good night, San Diego. Ooh, we're getting really close here. Dustin? Dustin, really close in Calgary. They all filed for arbitration. Ooh, Steve. Uh, see, Patrick, Steve and uh, ah, Daisy. I see what you mean. Right, I see what, what you did, mean. What did Steve say, guys? Don't look. I'm not looking, so tell me what he said. One more hint. One more hint. Okay, fine. Think of the early 2000s band Three Days Grace, Oh, but one more. A Four Days Grace? Let's start around. Andrew Mangiapane, Paul Byron, Josh Juris. I actually think a little Three Days Grace came up on my Spotify the other day. A little oh, riot, people are maybe. so close. Three Patrick, that last hint should give it away. No? I would, I would think so. Like, yeah, like what, what comes after three? Uh, oh wait, four. Yeah, there he goes, Adam. Adam yeah, in I Cranston. Got I got it right. Adam and Cranston, they all settled prior to arbitration against Bradshaw Living four days before their hearings. Oh, yeah, it's super simple. No problem. That's the answer. Congratulations, Andrew and Cranston. You Adam, win. Adam, 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 let's card. Go. Adam and Cranston. Adam, sorry, Adam. Oh, yeah. Adam Williams and Cranston. There yeah. you go, Patrick. I'm really giving his name. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you win. Uh, Impossible Flames trivia today. Yeah, Andrew Mangiapane, Paul Byron, and Josh Juris all settled with the Flames four days prior to their salary arbitration hearing. You have won a $50 gift card to beautiful Vacay Bruco and some swag courtesy of them. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Uh, the, um, the hints, uh, the number four apparently connects the mind, body, and spirit with the structures of the physical world, Maddie. <laughs> Sick. Great. Okay. Uh, the Rolling Stones, you can't always get you what you want. Obviously, it's arbitration. So um, you don't get what you want, want because like Troy Terry asking for $8 million, that ain't going to happen, bro. Yeah. Um, those are other uh, words for uh, arbitration. Similar meaning the words for okay. arbitration. That's why I gave all those words out. Oh, the word and, uh, jumbled? You actually said it right away. It's not three days grace, four days grace. Oh, so, so there you go. Four does come after three. Excellent news. I'm going to listen to some Three Days Grace on my walk home, I think. You should. Uh, there's only one thing left to do, and we save the uh, best for last. Oh, yeah. Uh, our intern, Ben, is with us the entire week. He's All done right. a great job this week See so far. I totally, for- I totally forgot about giving him a Women's World Cup update yesterday, but he did go out to Tim Hortons on Monday and bought four Wayne Gretzky's, nine sugar, nine cream. I think uh, we collectively had a quarter of one. Between okay. the four of us? As you should. One sip from um, all of us. Yeah. But right now, uh, Ben, um, what do, you, do, you, do we have music under this GVP? There Excellent. We, here we go. Hold on, so, Ben. All right. So. Can, I, can I tee you up? Yeah, of course. With your women's 2023 World Cup update, here's intern Ben. Thanks, George. Since Canada got eliminated on Monday, a notable 7-0 victory for Netherlands over Vietnam. Shots ended up being a whopping 42-5. to The United That's States the underwhelmed their expectations and ended the tournament with a nil-nil draw with Portugal, but they still advanced to the round of 16. England beat China by a score of 6-1. to 
Haiti defeated Denmark by a score of 2-0. Sweden defeated Argentina 2-0. The women's Ooh. Argentina team is not as, as successful as the men's. They finish in fourth, and maybe a lack of Messi is the issue. South Africa gets a last-minute goal and upsets Italy by a close score of 3-2 for their first round of 16 appearance at the Women's World Cup. A total of nine goals in the match between France and Panama where they gain a 6-3 victory and advance to the round of 16. Jamaica and Brazil keep it scoreless with a nil-nil draw as Jamaica advances to the round of 16 for the first time while taking Brazil out of the tournament. The final group stages take place tomorrow at 4 a.m. local time with Morocco and Colombia as well as South Korea and Germany. The round of 16 begins on Friday with Switzerland and Spain. Thank you. Ter terrific stuff, Ben. You're welcome. That was that was. I like how he he threw in some uh, some of his own editorial comments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely lacking some messy. The Argentinian. <laughs> yeah. The Argentinian women. Sweet. They still they still got a still got a way to go. And and thank goodness Vietnam was in the tournament to get absolutely embarrassed like they did by the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean, like they only lost three 0 to the U.S. and then just wow, seven to to the Dutch there. The and Dutch looked forty two shots. Are you kidding me? Well, that's not match? even the bad. I think Spain put forty six on target or on oh, net goodness. against Costa Rica. In Would the, you say the Dutch first? Orange crushed the Vietnamese, Patrick? Would yes, you say that they crush in that Vietnamese subs. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it for us. Uh, what do you got in Mucho, Extra Big Show, More Big Show, Big Show Hour 4? Well, head coach and general manager of Cavalry FC, Tommy Wielden Jr., Ooh. as they get ready for Forge coming into town on Friday. Okay, cool. Uh, check us out on the podcasts, because uh, that's what the kids do. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, stay tuned for more Big Show with our man Patrick uh, Steal the Thunder Dumont. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, namely with another Women's World Cup update with intern Ben. Uh, have a terrific Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.